y'all, it's your girl Vashti. And it's your girl Georgia. And you know, last conversation was so good, we had to bring our special guest back on. Yes. Let's all welcome Cameron. Woo! What's up again? So Cameron, <laughs> he's Georgia's husband, for those who don't know. And um, he's basically, you know, very into relationship topics, marriage, you know, dynamics of people, family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, since we're on this wave, you know, we're just going to continue to have him on to talk about this. So this topic is called Within the Marriage. So we're just going to dive into, like, the dynamics of marriage and, you know, like, what, what happens in between it and, you know, different things that people face. And I think it's perfect because they're a married couple, and then you also get the individual's perspective by me being single and, you know, somebody who intends to get married one day. So I think you get, like, all... It covers all fields, you know? Right. So, come on, y'all. Let's dive right into it. All right. Um, you can go. No, go ahead, babe. You the guest on the show. Oh, you see, that's one thing the lovers going <laughs> back and forth. All right. Well, I just... Uh, I think for me, uh, to open it up, like, within the marriage... Um, marriage is ultimately for sustainability. Yeah. And so... That's why I'll start with this, where there should be no hidden secrets or secrecy within mm-hmm. the marriage. He's going to the big stuff already. He's stepping on his already. The reason why is because I don't have any. Like, right. like that's right. my thing. Like, clean so slate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. clean slate. So, for me, <laughs> I kind of feel like that's that stuff that literally kills. Mm-hmm. It poisons anything around you. It's cancerous almost. Right, yeah. Um, you cannot live in that type of environment mm-hmm. with these secrets popping out. Oh, you got a baby over here, baby over right. here. You got $15 million in, well, I hope ain't nobody got $15 million in debt, <laughs> but you got all this you got all this debt you never told me about. Right. You know, your family is like this. You never told right. me that. You got these type of health problems right. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So any type of secrecy is also a chain reaction yeah. to in, almost anything, and that can trickle down to the kids. Yes. Right, yes. right. And that's the thing. I'm happy that you said it can trickle down to the kids because, look, the thing is, it's like some people as parents or whatever, you try to disguise certain things from the children thinking that they don't know. But I'm telling you, whatever you try, what you don't deal with, they're yeah. go- they know. Yeah. They know. And yeah. as your parents, sometimes they may not even bring it to you to be like, hey, mom and dad, I know about this or whatever the case is. So, we, you know, that's something that you do have to kind of um, deal with. Uh, when it first happens and stuff like that. And yeah. also the secrecies in marriage, it keeps you literally away from your partner. Mm-hmm. Meaning you don't communicate with yeah. them on the level that yeah. you should, which mm-hmm. is also going to cause y'all to start to have these conflicts. Right. Because the one thing that, you know, we talked about off, um, off, offside was that, you know, being a woman wants the vulnerability of a man yeah, right yeah. and like you said once it's almost he, a need it's mm-hmm. almost a need right yeah. because mm-hmm. it's like you said once you get that you got that notch on your belt right. like you know right and i kind of feel like you know because once that does happen or you have those secrets that kind of keeps you from doing that type of thing yeah. it's already this huge gap in mm-hmm. between y'all mm-hmm. so everything's going to be an issue and then the person whether it's the, the husband or the wife, they're going to start looking at the album like, all right, so yeah, what you got right, going on? Right. What's the, you starting to you see, don't believe what they say. You, you, and that's the thing. One thing that 
for me that I absolutely despise in life is liars. I yeah. because it's hard because trust is a big thing. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to even trust someone when yeah. they when they've already lied and poisoned. Especially them. under pressure, and under, all of a sudden man. making up stories and changing how it really was. And that's what I was about to say because I'm a person I cannot lie. I'm, I'm like I can't lie well, so it's like I'm gonna have to remember the lie that I told you last right. week, and then if I say something, you're like, but I thought you said this, you know? So yeah. I'm like, look, let me just tell you what it is, and then right. we can deal with it together. Yeah, so that's secrecy in marriage. Yeah. Is, is awful but also um another thing we have oh before you before you go to the next one i was gonna say my another perspective is when did the whole secrecy start mm. was it even before the marriage started no, because my thing is point. like you know like you you already started on a rocky yeah. foundation and then you're just gonna try to like piece it together or put a ring on it and think that that would just clear off the whole slate without even dealing with the problem or you might have some who would say I didn't want to tell you because then I know I knew you wouldn't marry me you know oh that's the worst no don't set me up so I guess don't set me up so I guess what are the I guess this would would probably be a, a good question what are the prerequisites to marriage yeah like honestly like, because yeah. you have to take certain prerequisites yeah. in school in order to get yeah, to where right, you're going. Right, yeah. So it's like, what would, what would, what do y'all think the prerequisites of actual marriage is being? Because it used to be a thing where you court someone, then yeah. you date them, mm-hmm, and yeah. then you know you get to and not everybody to has access them. to premarital counseling or right. it's not good quality. Yeah, right. there's some people that went through it and it, it didn't help at all. Yeah, I feel like. Um, I really think that I feel like core values have to match. Mm-hmm. They have to like your belief system, your why, and stuff like that. Because like you, you can't build. Y'all be in two different directions, yes. and then what are the kids gonna come and look at? You know. Mm-hmm. So what if it's where, um, you know, not to kind of just throw, but it's like core values match and stuff like that. But like one person has it where they just alter their outward beliefs mm-hmm. versus their inward belief just to get the room. It's See, not that's, gonna work. That's you, you manipulation I mean? already. But I was gonna say, regardless, the test of time will yeah. reveal, you reveal your true self. You can only... And I, I've been hearing a lot of people call it the representative. Mm. When you first start dating somebody, the representative is the, the best version of yourself. Mm. How you want to paint the picture. Yeah. You want to make it so, yes. oh, nothing bothers yes. me. I'm fine. <laughs> I go with the flow. And they could only last for so long. Right. Like, oh, that dies off. So it's like, you can even have that representative until you get the ring. Yes. And you're thinking like, oh yeah, this is what got me the ring. But then your true self is going to exactly. come out. Like, People, I can't stand with you. Right, right. Eat, you know? Melissa's like, no. Because <laughs> they take the middle honest. things that bother you become the things yeah. that aggravate the mess out of you in yes. marriage. So it's like... That is a that is yeah. a huge thing right there within the marriage. One, we, we didn't discuss it last time uh, or whatnot. But yeah, now's a perfect time. Knowing how to actually fight within your marriage yes. is very important. And two, part of knowing how to fight is knowing how to talk yes. to your yes. spouse. Yes. I'm someone, Georgia already knows, you cannot give me a long, elaborated story because I just don't <laughs> track. I, I'm not going to track. I don't... I'm not gonna say I don't care how near and dear it is to you. It is like details. It's like just it's like take me from point A to point yeah. B and like give me nah, all. Nah, you gotta hit the juice. Nah, pull out all the details for me so that I, cause me, I'm the type of person. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm ready to respond. Yeah. I'm, I'm always ready to respond. I don't really have much capacity for just listening for a long mm-hmm. period of time because you're gonna say something and I'm gonna want to say it, but then I'm gonna forget. Yeah. So that's me. So it's knowing how to talk. So she will come to me and be like, oh, baby, you know, she, well, I know you already don't care. So this is what it is. I'm like, cool, that's what I'm talking about. 
But for me, I talk the way that I receive being talked to, meaning I'm only going to give you yeah. A to Z, nothing right. in between. And she's like, babe, you got to give me the detail. Yeah. So I try and go back and do it for her. But you have to know how to actually oh, talk <laughs> to actually talk to your spouse. It's yeah. a dance. It's a yeah. dance. You have to kind of understand each other's flow. Yeah. And that's the thing because, like I, he said, I do like details because I like to paint the picture. Mm-hmm. I like to tell you, like, take you on a journey almost like to say this is why I said this to this person because this person you know so it's yeah. like I'm painting the picture for him to understand okay I wasn't just you know talking irate or I wasn't you know being over the top or so yeah. I understand but, what but I'm also saying, like you know? for you like with certain things like that for me I know you well enough to know what will take you to be true, irate true, yeah. so I know how you're gonna be in a situation but for me I always feel like Whenever we are talking, you catch me at a moment where it's like I'm already doing something. Then you want to take this long to explain <laughs> it. And I'm like, no, it's simple. Just yeah. talk. But also knowing how to actually fight within your marriage. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't talk about that. because, But it's going to happen. And the mm-hmm. confidentiality, too. Oh, yeah. That's com- a must. Oh, yeah. sis. Come on. That's come on, sis. Cam and I, I know that's one of the things because... Um, Earlier on, when we were still in the military and stuff like that, some people were like, oh, man, we never... They used to tease us because they used to be like, when uh, Cam and Georgia fight, they'd be whispering. like, I'm like, yeah, because nobody's supposed to know, you know, your business like that. I don't care how close of a friend or family member you are. You're not in this covenant with me and my husband. Mm -hmm. You're not in this union with me and my husband. There's no disrespect or anything, but it's like you have to set up those boundaries. And you can't bend because you're like, oh, but... This is my my cousin, you know, and mm-hmm. she would never steer me wrong. But it's like you're not married to your cousin; you're right. married to your spouse for right. a reason, you know. And that's the thing to you with that is like most people want to see that type of confrontation between married people, especially when you proclaim God being yes. the center of yes. your marriage out of your mouth, because Definitely. they're like, if it ain't working with God, then what I'm going right. through is just normal, mm-hmm. right? And so it's always being a represent or being a representative of God in your marriage behind closed doors I can tell y'all have a slug face you know but every once in a while if you're angry have a pillow fight do Mm -hmm, something like mm -hmm. that you know wrestle like dudes they like physical aggression and to get that off of them and stuff like that but don't do it if your man is like really heated he wind up (laughs) (laughs) like that but I'm saying you have to figure out what works for y'all within y'all marriage and I like I like that y'all are saying you're talking it out yeah. because that's the difference how some people they think you hide what's going mm-hmm. on and you just mask and act like nothing's going on no y'all are saying y'all resolve it yes. but y'all don't need the whole community to be up in it right that, that's right. the difference you know yes. and actually like getting to a point of resolution is not just make something that's already bad and you're just letting it be bad and bad oh I don't want to tell nobody and mm-hmm. oh you know like you're not even like coming to a good place with your spouse y'all are just Letting it just kind of like under the rug, under the rug. That sweeping under the rug is some of the craziest stuff that I've always found out. Like, I've always viewed it as like, why not? Yeah. Not even within just in the marriage, within the household period, right? Even you growing up with your siblings and your parents and stuff, it's like, why are we trying to sweep stuff under the rug? We need information so we know how to move. Yeah, or right. We need information so we know who's against us. Yeah. And stuff like that. And it's just mind-boggling to me that people can really think that sweeping something under the rug is, is okay. Because right. some people would say that it's kind of like saving the other person. And I feel like, you know, as I do get older, sometimes it's like, like you said, you have to 
disclose certain information within that home to save everyone that will be saving if the other person doesn't have any idea or any inclination on what's going on then they could be the one that's kind of like confused and could be in harm's way so to yeah. speak <laughs> so you know? so i'm sitting over here and i'm thinking because it's funny right growing up i we never had area rugs right mm-hmm. we just had carpet yeah. right <laughs> so i always thought like when people say sweeping under the rug they just lifting up the whole carpet right <laughs> So, so I'm like, so I'm thinking, I'm like, if you can rip up the whole carpet, that means your house raggedy anyway. So you already got issues, yo. Like you can't hide nothing. Just saying. I'm like, yo, that's, that's a red true. carpet soap. <laughs> I'm like, yo, for real. But nah, like I really truly believe that the dynamics or what happens in a marriage, one, you're gonna see the fruit of a marriage mm-hmm, yeah. through many of avenues, right? One of them being your kids. Like, yes. that's probably, like, the main yeah. one. Yeah. Yep. Is your children, your whole family structure or whatnot. I believe that you're also going to be able to see it within on your um on your job, your yes. place of assignment and all that. Mm-hmm. Whatever goes on in your household, you're eventually going to see it outside. So right. that's why it's like that whole what happens in this house stays in mm-hmm. this house. Well, no, it don't. That's the thing. It's going to seep out in some way, shape, yeah. or form. So you have to be mindful. That's why I said in the other one, where I'm like, you have to provide a home or an environment of law, of love, and mm-hmm. you know, joy, peace, and foster and foster all that. Not saying that it's gonna happen 24 seven or whatnot, and you know, there's just days you just probably gonna be drained, but you have to be able to do that right. or whatnot. I also think another big thing. It's very minute, but for me. Food is important. Oh, yeah. Cooking is important. <laughs> I don't rely on my wife to cook every single meal because that's just not me. Mm-hmm. But one thing that we started to do earlier on was cooking together. Mm-hmm. And I think that doing activities together. I think together, that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you feel like that's the best? Because it's romantic and we got together. It's awesome communication. It's not like it's me trying to hide something. Where are you getting that, sis? That's why we don't want this podcast <laughs> But nah, like seriously, you have to remain doing activities together, yeah. Yeah, especially to. early on, because then you you really do get to know each other. Like there are times where you know Georgia, she just like you know sit back and cook for you this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. I think it's also important, especially for the female, to actually within your marriage foster an environment for your husband to have his sanctity and his sanity, yeah. have his alone time and stuff mm-hmm. like that, because most men were not domesticated. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, mm-hmm. men. Really, I ain't gonna touch that. Most men are not domesticated. Yes. So don't get me wrong. We can clean dishes. We can take out the trash. We can help where we can, mm-hmm. but we're not domesticated. And when we come home from a long day at work, I don't care if you work from construction to the head person in the office, it's still labor intensive mm-hmm. for you. So when you get home, you want to relax. However, you've discovered that your man likes to relax like me. I want to come home and sleep. I'm not gonna lie. That's me. <laughs> but also in my relaxing, I like to read, you mm-hmm. know, so... I have my area now where I can just read and, you know, do me and stuff. And that's very important for the female to make sure that, like, hey, the kids know as well. Like, hey, you know, daddy, he's relaxing and stuff or whatnot. But he cannot spend so much time doing what he wants that he forgets about the family, you know. Exactly. And that's what I was about to say because I know um, that's some of the things that we had to learn, too, especially with having children. Mm -hmm. It's like... Because I know some of our listeners out there are like, well, I work too, you know, and I come home and, you know, I want someone to cook for me. But it's like, that's the thing. You have to see what works for you. What type of, um, I'm sure, ladies, you have your, your planners or your agendas, your alarms and all that. So it's like, that's the same thing. You know, if you know you're, like for me, 
I never really liked cooking before, you know, and Cam can tell if I cook with love or I cook just because <laughs> I'm like, look, I know she's about to be home. Let me just throw something in there. But it's like, you know, you have to be honest with yourself or I'm not going to lie. We have a lot of pizza nights, you know, where I'm like, look, babe, I'm sorry. Hold on. Tell the truth. It ain't even just pizza nights. It's a little season. Oh, yeah. And that's the absolute worst. I'm sorry. I'm like, look, that's that whole quality over quantity. I'm not with that. Look, I saved my coins, you know. But, um, yeah. But that's why to also, understand too. understand that. Even for the females that do work alone with your husband and stuff, that's why date night is so yeah. important. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. In the marriage, you have to be cool, comfortable, and excited yes, to date your yes, spouse. Yes, you have to. Those are those moments where it's like, okay, we can do family time. And I think I love family time. Family time is very important. Not only family time with just us and our kids, but family time with our siblings and family mm-hmm. time with our parents. I right, love those right. things. But that date night is going to what get you through for the next week. Exactly. Because we decided to start doing date night every week. Mm-hmm. We haven't really gotten to activities. COVID kind of, you know, yeah. we, we kind of funny about that. But, you know, we go out and we go to nice restaurants and we eat. You know, yeah. we talk, you know, dress do stuff up. like that. Mm-hmm. Dress up, you know, date your spouse. That's the thing about marriage that a lot of people forget. You have to continue to date the person. You have to continue to chase the person. I don't yes. care if she wake up or her hair looking like who shot John or what. <laughs> Tell her, like, babe, you know, go ahead and do yourself up because, uh, cause, yeah, you know. I'm like, give me 30 minutes, move. Give me 30 minutes. But I'm saying, don't get discouraged in dating your yeah. spouse because mm-hmm. so many people get a kick and a joy out of dating multiple right. people right. that when you actually do have someone that you're supposed to be dating, you're like, oh, You're too tired. Yeah, exactly. you're tired. Exactly. And, okay, so, talking about that, talking about tiredness, when the relationship starts to get stale, mm-hmm. what is, like, the main thing that comes to mind that you feel like can help facilitate and bring life back into that thing? Well, I want to answer, I want to answer like this. The first thing I believe that don't have any buffers mm-hmm. like don't use other people to make the relationship exciting again mm-hmm. Okay. that's very important because some people will will grab the kids they grab yeah, the cousins yeah. they grab the best friends because right. your marriage isn't going good yeah i think for me the best thing most people i've heard say something along the lines will probably be like you know try to reconnect where you started i don't that ain't that ain't for me i think the best thing is to go sit down talk see where it is like hey what happened you know yeah. me and her we had to have a very deep conversation about some stuff one time mm-hmm. and it was along the lines of like hey you know this is what i like you know but i thought you like this no you know i did but now mm-hmm. things change right also too when finances become an issue because yeah. let's be honest in most mm-hmm. marriages finances become an issue where mm-hmm. sometimes you're lacking mm-hmm. you have to be able to still make do with what you have right. Yeah. Right. so I think the biggest thing is that level of communication when a relationship becomes stale to see how we can excite again. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I agree. I agree. Because, yes, yeah, going back, y'all know um, my nursing term is to go and reassess and assess again to see what your <laughs> outcome is going to be. Because it's like, yeah. okay, what was that point where we started to notice that we weren't making time for date night? Mm-hmm. Is it the kids? You know, because yeah. children are a blessing. However, it's like you don't want to be bombarded. Because I know it was a... Um, couple of weeks ago where I was telling Cam I was like babe I'm just tired you know I kind of need my me time Mm -hmm. because for me I feel like and I'm sure a lot of women you can uh relate to this this is is like you do so much for the family and you feel like if you don't that you're not fulfilling your role and then you start to feel like you know you start to be hard on yourself and feel like you know I'm not really 
I you know, say, doing what I'm supposed to do. Right, and I will say this for you. This is why I do the certain things that I do, like this morning, right? Mm-hmm. You wanted to do all this other stuff and bathe Caleb and stuff, and I'm like, go take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have to push the other person into really focusing on themselves because mm-hmm. just like you say, you do so much for the family. Right. I don't want you burnt out to the point that you just can't do it no more right, for the family. Right. And for kids who don't understand that, they're like, yo, what's wrong with mommy? Why yeah. she has to like that? <laughs> I know. And it's like, you know, so I try to make sure that you really do have your me time. Yeah. That's why even with so much of the kids, you know, because... So much of your kids, especially when they're young, they yeah, live in your space they too. Do. And I'm like, you they have do. to be able to have someone that's going to pull them right. and push them out and be like, do this. You know what I'm saying? So because they wanted to sleep with us in the bed, and Ken was teasing me because he said I was sn- all of us were snoring, and I was like, I was so tired and my body was hurting, but my babies wanted to sleep with me, and what did I do? I let them sleep in the bed. <laughs> what, what about people who like even prior to kids? When, you know, things start, like, kind of like, okay, I, I feel like I already know all that I can know about you. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like once that happens, I kind of, not necessarily all about you, I kind of feel like something has came into y'all relationship and y'all marriage that aren't kids that cause mm-hmm. a distraction. Yeah, yeah. And it caused you to look at things different. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're, if you were doing a date night thing, y'all are constantly going out, but then you're going out with different couples. It's easy to start comparing yeah, and, yeah. and stuff like that. So I think that if it really, and y'all don't have kids yet, and y'all haven't even bought y'all first home yet, but y'all are married and it's gotten to the point of that, I kind of feel like that's a level of you never really was fully committed to this person anyway, and you're ready to give up because Mm -hmm. it's not as exciting anymore. Mm -hmm. Or you're someone who got married because you was ready to settle down because you've already lived the fast Mm -hmm. life, and then the other person hasn't lived it yet, so now y'all are on two different pages. So it's like, how do you, with that one, I can't speak on it so much because like, how do you reconnect with that one, you know? Right. And how how do you handle the aspect of people that, you know, are loved ones and you're really close to them, and let's say you kind of use them as like the model or the standard, Mm -hmm. and then it's like now becomes like a comparison tactic in the marriage. How, how do you overcome that situation? I know uh, Cam and I, we used to read this book. Um, I forgot the title of it, uh, but it's by Dr. Uh, Umi Johnson. And she did state oh, something okay, okay. where she said that, you know, you have marriage A, which is, let's say is the husband's parents. Yeah. And then you have marriage B, which is the, the wife's parents. It's not going to be marriage a b it's going to be marriage c meaning that your entity will be your own entity so it's like yeah you can have um aspirations or you can admire Mm -hmm. your parents relationship but your spouse is not your your father or your mother and you can't say that they're gonna answer the same way you you know you grew up with your parents answering or do things the way how your parents were doing you know you can only use that as almost like a Blueprint. A blueprint, yeah, but that doesn't mean that's gonna be your story, you know. I think also too, it's more or less like um, just taking the good, yeah. You know, whatever you honestly know is good mm-hmm. from whatever model you're looking at, take that. Mm-hmm. See how you can use it within your marriage, and all of it may not fit, yeah. But just take it because the thing about um, you just stated the thing about having it where it's like it's a model, but then it's gonna be compared to is that. You have y'all marriage has a different purpose yes, together than yes. that model's marriage right. and purpose. You know right. what I mean? So even as an individual, you gonna have a different purpose than the male from mm-hmm. that model. You know? Mm-hmm. So I mean, I just think it's more or less like take the good or whatnot and leave everything else alone. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
from this aspect like let's say um what about when people are on two different pages as far as like children or you know like those type of like milestone things hmm. well when you say two different pages of children like not having any at all or like, different time let's periods. say y'all come together y'all didn't want that and then now one person's like wait i do want that mm-hmm. and then you're still on the same page of no we said we didn't want that where where do you go forward with that hmm. um i'm not gonna lie to you i just think it's more or less a level of understanding because even when me and georgia got together i was like i want one kid yeah, period it was just like i one want daughter. one one little girl mm-hmm. i'm cool or whatnot but the more i started to understand the actual purpose of marriage and family it changed me mm-hmm. to be like no nah, i want at least you know a couple sons you know a couple yeah. let's have like six of them you know <laughs> but it's like that look <laughs> you better like wait papi no <laughs> better like now <laughs> But I'm like, you know, so for me, I think it's a level of actually understanding. And a lot of times I think people are on that different wavelength of kids because they haven't really um, fathomed or thought far enough to be like, I can actually do this. I can actually raise some upstanding citizens that can Mm -hmm. actually make a difference and change in society. But that brings us also to the thing of people using children in marriage as the mm. end all be all yes. you know yes. and that is a big thing too yes. you don't you cannot get married or have a baby and think because a lot of females just used to get pregnant because they thought that they was gonna have the yes, dude yeah i'm like but he ain't committed to you outside <laughs> enough for else and that poor baby's in the situation without yeah. a dad you know or you might have it where the dad i mean he will be a great dad but he would not be a great husband mm. to you so it's like that's another thing to see why what is your intention? Because we always talk about this too. What is the organic reasoning on why you want to be pregnant by this man, right. you know, or you want to have this woman have your child too? Is like, what is the reason behind that? So that brings the the question because like, there's other things where certain relationships where like how you said people are a good parent, mm-hmm. but then they don't translate that to one another. So what do, what do you think causes that, and how can that be overcome? I know that happens. That, it that's does happen a, a lot. At first, there was like a lot of like absentee oh, I got it. parents, and I, then I it think... went into they're present to the kids, right, but then they're not right, right. on the same. Okay, so my answer is this, right? Especially from a guy standpoint, is this: regardless, the guy has not learned to love the wife as himself. Mm-hmm. The child he knows came from him, or he mm-hmm. helped build. Yeah. So therefore, it's like, oh, this is always going to be attached to me. But if right, things right, don't work right, out right, between right. me yeah. and you, I still got my child. Yes. So let me pour into this. So, but you're supposed to love your spouse as you loved yourself. Yes. So you feel like they don't look at them like family. They don't look at them as their partner. They mm. don't look at them as the person who's here to help them. They yeah. don't look at them as they don't look at them as their queen, the one who's going to carry on their whole kingdom and their line and everything. Mm-hmm. They look at them as like, oh, this may have been a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. People come and go, but that child is something that yeah. you just helped me create. Right. So people looking at, they never look at it from the standpoint of, yeah, we created a child, but let's see what else we can create right. outside of another life form. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can build a business together. You know, Let's see if we can kind of go and do some charitable work and stuff like that so i think that that's the thing they never really looked at them as their family which means to tell me they were never fully committed or they haven't been committed yet yeah so they're already throwing in the towel Mm -hmm. yeah that is something but that's just where it is but i also think that it still comes with a level of understanding right especially for a guy right 
get them around some men who know how to one love god two that love their wife and their family and once you are around those type of things eventually everything that you've ever been taught or know is just going to die off right because all that ignorance and stuff it can't stand in the mm-hmm. presence of love right. true love is that sacrificial sacrificing of oneself for the betterment of the other right right and it will never be able to stand but when you don't have that it's like this thing i saw where they're like it's a whole bunch of you know let let Pookie out of jail, but not enough of, hey, yo, don't do that. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So you, you have to be able to start teaching mm-hmm. the knowledge, giving them the information, making sure that they understand it to use it yeah. versus it just being everything is ignorance or, you right, know, you don't right. do this or, you know, blah, blah, Be proactive blah, blah, you know? instead of reactive. Yeah. Stop yeah. that thing before, you know, it gets worse. I would also say, too, to add on to that is I feel like, Um, You have people who are greater parents than, you know, a spouse is because they feel like the child would not challenge them or not, you know, question them or whatever, you know, especially if the person's going through something as your spouse, you're going to question something. You're an adult yourself. So you, you you know, you know, you have a better understanding of certain things. So you're going to ask them about it. Or they're going to be like, it's too much work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, I think, so I guess this is my question because even us talking one time before is like um someone i can't remember who it was was like we got too many mentors and not enough models mm-hmm. um and i feel Bishop like TJ. okay oh, yeah. i feel Bishop. like a lot of people i feel like that stands true also with marriage but also i kind of feel like you don't have enough men or women to model after because mm-hmm, right. if you really think about the younger generation and the bigger influences that celebrities have overall and it is, it's not much of quality, right? right. Now, I don't want to, like, name drop and stuff like yeah. that or whatnot. But, you know, you think about someone like... um, Just the first person that comes in your mind, yeah, that's what yeah. it is. <laughs> or whatnot. And it's like, those type of people, they can either be looked at as not good enough mm-hmm. or they can ult- ultimately be where it's like we're going to u- ultimately shun you and reject you because your view is different than my view right. or whatnot so I, I, I kind of feel like what the actual foundation of marriage is actually lacking is that next generational model mm-hmm. or whatnot right. people are looking at you know Jay-Z and Beyonce you know I don't know anything about their marriage or anything like that but you know yeah. They're celebrities, so certain things leak out and it's stuff like, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I think even with that, like, for those who don't really have a clear understanding, the difference with the whole mentor and model thing is mentor is more so a person that guides you, tells you kind of what to do, how to live and whatnot, how to handle things. But the um, model will actually demonstrate that. Right. And, you know, a lot of people learn more from seeing that example versus just being told something. Mm-hmm. And also, like, with the model... It's like it leaves you accountable also to see and stuff like that versus you just being fed what somebody's giving you. And it's like more of a dependent relationship versus right. you developing yourself and being able to practice that and leaving it up to you to carry that on. You've already seen a display. You can't say you don't know. Exactly. It's, it's almost like walking into a model home. It gives you like, okay, so certain things are set up, but then you get to throw your own, you know, yeah. your own, as y'all call it, your, your own jush. Yeah. yeah. Your yeah. own jush on it versus actually walking into someone's home right. where they didn't maintain it. Yeah. They can only tell you like, yeah, one day I want to do this, right, but it's right, like, right, but yeah. this is what you should do even though I didn't do right. it type thing. And it gets to a point where sometimes they might advise you things that they're not doing themselves. Oh, yeah. And oh, so yeah. it's like, it it's so easy good. to, yeah, to make it sound good or like you try to do it, you're like, 
why isn't this working out for me? It's like, well, they need to be doing it, you know? So I think also, too, like, within the marriage, you have to be able to teach um, and also teach from a standpoint of legacy, not teach from a standpoint of you don't know nothing. Mm -hmm. So Legacy? what, What do you mean by legacy? Something that's going to carry on from this generation to the next to the next to the next to the next you know you have to be, and the reason why I say you have to be able to teach from that standpoint is because you have to come together ultimately within the marriage to say hey this is something bigger than right now right yeah. most people are only doing things right now like oh I want to make sure that you know I can make at least six figures you know this that and third I get this house this that and the third but it's like what are you teaching not only to your kids, but also within your spouses. What are y'all teaching each other so that y'all can have this legacy right. that goes on? Because you don't want it to just stop. Because once that stops, then you no longer have those models that mm-hmm. we were just talking about. Then everything has to start all over again. Right. And it's interesting that you're saying that because even from um, a healthcare standpoint, um, I've been in a situation where... Um, it is unfortunate, but the father he had he passed, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you have the the wife that came in, and then you have the children that's there. And this is why a lot of people do stress having wills and stuff, but because yeah. the dad didn't take the time to kind of write down what his thoughts were to kind of pass it down so that it will be a smoother transition. Now you have to pull in an attorney to kind of decide, okay, well, this is what I figure is, you know, going to be the best thing. Yeah. And that brings some type um, of discords in it. That's where the spouse come in because it's like, no, I mm-hmm. know what we were building. Right. I know what right. we had both. I know what his vision was mm-hmm. enough to, if he's not here, that I can carry it on as right, well. Right, right. And that's what I mean by teaching from a legacy point. When you don't sit down within your marriage and share ideas of what's what's the next step, mm-hmm. you're ultimately going to lose it. You're yeah. going to lose it, yeah. <laughs> we have to communicate because you really won't know. Yes. And like, so another thing, a lot of what y'all are saying all comes down to your belief system Mm -hmm. and having that. So at what point in time did you feel like that was necessary and essential for the relationship? Because there's a lot of people that they're just kind of figuring life out. Not a lot of people are raised in a way to be aware of that side, you know? And then a lot of things are being called spiritual, spirituality, Mm -hmm. and it's just so vague and so confusing. So at what point did you know, okay, we need God, Jesus Christ, to come and govern this and we need to model after what he said. Like, at what point did you see that as essential in the relationship? For our relationship? Yeah. Um, I... Do you want to answer or you want me? Because a lot of people yeah. think okay. that it's just about the physical two beings mm-hmm. coming together. Like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but there's more to it than right. that. Right. So I think for me, like, um, the first year that we, we were married, the first full year that me and Georgia were married, I was literally in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. For a year, so didn't even get to see the bed being born, none of that. Um, coming back, there was a lot of um, mental discrepancies within myself or whatnot. I couldn't fully grasp the concept of what it meant to be a husband and a father because coming back from that deployment was just everything had changed and yeah. everything was just yeah. thrown on me. And also, I was transitioning out of the military, mm-hmm. so it was like a big, you know, thing. I like I said, I've always been the type of person like, oh man, I can do this myself. I can do it myself. It got to the point where it was like there was nobody else's strength I could rely on. Mm -hmm. Like, once you realize, like, yo, I can't do this. Like, it has to be something else that's going to make this work. Because one thing about me, I'm a very committed person. Don't nobody spend six years in the Army and tell me that they're not committed. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, 
even if you finish your four-year, five-year degree, you're committed. Like, that's the thing. It's a level of commitment to make something work. So for me, I kind of feel like I knew it once I got to a point of weakness when I realized, like, my toxicity was affecting her. Mm-hmm. Not that I was doing it on purpose, but, you know, it was affecting her in a way because she cared so much for my well-being. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it was starting to affect the Nevada. Nevada was, like, what, one or two? Like, she was young, young. And I remember even you saying stuff where you was like, you don't want it to get to a point where she's old enough to remember certain things. And I think that that's very, very important. So that transition had to come once I started to hear certain things of being affirmed and that like, hey, this is not who you really are, but being able to fully submit yourself and seeing it in a whole different light. I think for me that that's when it was like, all right, God, like, you created the institution of marriage, so only you know how it's supposed right, to properly right. function. So now I have to give my all to you. And no, it don't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's not going to happen time. overnight. It's going to take time. But, like I said, it's that level of commitment that yes. matters. Right. And for me, um, that's the church is my background. But for my people, I the church. <laughs> but for my people who, who did grow up from the background, this is where you can decipher you going to church every Sunday and you having your personal relationship with Christ. Right. This is where I was like, okay, God, I have to really pull on you because I'm in this marriage for the long haul. And I know you're here with us. And I'm like, I have to believe the prayers that I'm actually praying to God. And that's the thing when people say, oh, I'm praying to God, I'm praying to God. It's not so much of you just talking and running at the mouth. And you're not allowing God to give you the answers and what you're praying for. And sometimes he allows certain things to happen to kind of help grow us, you know. So for me, I'm like, Lord, like I had to be raw and real. I'm like, God, you already know what I'm thinking anyway. So it would be dumb of me to kind of you know, create this presentation of God, you know, so I'm like, God, I need you to help me to have my faith, you know, in you be a real thing, you know, for my husband, because I know I told him once I started having that confidence in God, first and foremost, I went back to my husband. I said, look, I didn't get married to be looking like a single mother going to church. Mm -hmm. So I love you. And that's why I'm not giving up on you. But whatever you're going through it's not forever it's it's temporary but i I have to be honest with you and how i'm feeling either you're going to make the change or you're going to stay in that funk you know and like he said he had to have his aha or awakening moment with god you know i can only do what i can do and then he can you know he will have to basically you know pick up his part of the bargain as well and i think too for me that's another important key that i did not mention it was her level of faith that I actually saw the God in her. Like, I tell mm-hmm. people all the time, I used to hear people talk about God all the time. They confess they love for him, but I never saw it in action until her. Okay. So to actually see that it was, you know, like that, okay, wow, you know, this is, this is kind of different type thing. Mm-hmm. And I think also, too, like, even at the level of having someone to pray for you, even in the moment where you may not even know what they're praying for or something right, like that, right. It's almost, it's unexplainable unless you've experienced it yourself to have that actual transformation or whatnot. So to come to that conclusion of like, yeah, you know, this is all about how God wants this to work and stuff. And every marriage is created the same, but it has a different purpose, I I feel like. Um, They're not... They're not going to be the same, but, you know, you have to put God in the center of that. And, I mean, I kind of felt like I don't think I learned the hard way. I just think that I had to learn it, you know. Yeah. It was yeah. something that had to be learned, you exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah. 
And then, like, also, like, you know, like, the fun aspect of marriage, you know, I feel like a lot of people feel like, you know, they think that you're not being mature and stuff like that. If you're enjoying what you're doing, you're having fun, yeah. you're keeping it, like, you know, like, alive, I would yeah. say, you know what I mean? A lot of people think that you have to be dull and serious and boring, so, like, what are things that y'all would say, like, or or what's your your outlook on the whole having fun in the marriage? Do y'all think that's needed? Do you think it's oh, yeah. not? That's needed in any friendship, relationship marriage and anything i know like for us like we used to have ice fights in our apartment <laughs> that stuff was so fun yeah. or whatnot but i think um yeah because ultimately what happens is any couple who's married they're going to eventually have kids this mm-hmm. is the way that i look at it. you're eventually going to have kids you don't want everything to be so dull and boring right. that the kids grow up with no personality yes. right but for a level of just you and your spouse you want to keep it fun because like I said, you have a lot of things at your fingertips, and it's easy to kind of start comparing your life to people you see on social media. And be like, man, they did this. I want to mm-hmm. do this. But, like, because it, it was a point in time where I was in the phone, and Georgia like, babe, let's do this. I'm like, no. And it's like, but why don't you want to do it? No, I said, no, I don't want to do it. And it's not that, you know, you just actually lose that funness because you're so worried about chasing other things and stuff mm-hmm. instead of actually enjoying the moment of life right. and I think that that's where com- where fun comes from because you have to enjoy the moment of life even if you're not going to where you're not mm-hmm. doing nothing be able to sit down and tell Joe's crack Joe's like I me I, I talk about people I, I find it funny <laughs> I enjoy it sometimes it's just funny to me so I mean Georgia we crack Joe's back and forth that's mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's having fun you know yeah, because I, I feel like it brings out the, uh, that inner child, you know, like yeah. way of being, you know, to kind of spark that that relationship, that marriage and, you know, to fuel it. Because if you're like Kim was saying, if you're always serious all the time, then you're both going to, you know, kind of be tired with each other. But like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. we're just going through the motions now. It's not like we're even trying anymore, you know. But it's like, yeah, in the capacity that you can do it, have fun. And if you notice that you're in a relationship and you're not having fun with each other, you're not having time out with each other, you need to check that quick because it could, you know, eventually end up in a place that you didn't sign up for, you know? So it's like, you know, you have to constantly be assessing and reassessing and you're not assessing because you're, you're being fearful or you're being paranoid. You're assessing because you actually care. You want to see something that God created work, you know? And I think that the mindset is so important when it comes to marriage, you know, as far as like knowing that this is for the long haul. Right. You know, not saying that if it doesn't work out that you can't find somebody else, but it's like, why even go into something, you know, with that in mind or why kind of try to sow those seeds? Do you, do Mm y'all think sometimes like words can be powerful that can manifest certain things? Or do y'all think like it's one of those things where not a lot of people are kind of meant to be together forever? No, so for me, like I, I've, I've just, I just think that people either get into marriage the wrong type of way or for the wrong reason, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I do believe that words can manifest things. Um, I just feel like we live in a society where people have. George used to tell me this: <laughs> too many options, right? Yeah. So when you have too many options, it doesn't allow you to commit. Yeah. And that's the main issue that we have. We have a commitment issue. Mm-hmm. And the issue, like how you talked about earlier, issue with people making things to fit their narrative. Yeah. That's where the, the I feel like the, the issue is. Because once all that happens, it's almost like, 
well, I'm kind of done with you. I don't need you type right. thing. And then you can push the person away. I, I, I don't know what the grounds of divorce is or whatnot, but I'm pretty sure you can get divorced over anything. Yeah. So it's like, if you don't want it anymore, you don't have to have it. But then the main thing becomes, then you have custody battles. Then right. you got property mm-hmm. values. Mm-hmm. Then y'all didn't share the bank account. And it's like, you have intertwined your life. It's hard to unknot that yes. or whatnot. But none of that would even be an issue if you literally just would commit to the long haul like you were saying it's a process right. nothing happens overnight it's never going to be perfect and i feel like with the thing you were talking about it you know how words are powerful um i feel like you have to be careful who you are around as a couple and stuff like that or who you're watching or what you're watching or who you're seeing or whatever because it's like if you if you're already in the beginning of your marriage and you're starting to see certain things or red flags and you're trying to ignore it because you're you can't go with the um the single mentality of I don't want a divorce mm-hmm. you know it has to kind of be you know be more than that so it's like if you're saying things because the person is not doing something you don't want them to do and then you're like man see this is why I can't stand you this is why you know we shouldn't be together or it's like you're already like how you were saying, you it's know, that, you're watering. You can water the wrong thing too. Yeah. So it's, it's all, like, be careful in what you're saying. It's also being unequally yoked. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that is a big thing outside of the, the, the commitment thing. And that's what I mean when I say people kind of, not necessarily outwardly, like, get married to the wrong person, but you're unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. You know, you settled. You didn't give yourself the opportunity. You didn't wait a little bit yes. longer for that right person to come around because everything that you thought that you wanted mm-hmm. and needed was in that moment, and that just wasn't true. Right. So I think it is a level of being unequally yoked, and yeah. that does fall back on the belief system as well. What yeah. are your core values? Exactly. And this whole obsession with being happy. Do you think that mm-hmm. happiness can be found in the person, or do you think that that's something like a self? seeking journey like something that you'll need from god himself or do you think it's something that you need to find the person in order to know yeah i'm in the right marriage no no um i used to tell georgia sometimes like don't do things trying to make me happy i'm no i'm not your creator that's one we're placed in this as a partnership right being happy in a marriage is the benefit of a good marriage mm-hmm. it's not the sole prop uh the sole reason to get married right so you can't chase the effects. You have to do the right things to get yeah. it right. Okay. It's almost like a consolation of doing the right thing. This is what you get, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way you're going to be happy if you're not in a hap- in, in a good marriage. There's no way. If the foundation isn't good, the rest of the house isn't good. Right. And I kind of feel like, yeah, a lot of people are chasing, oh, I just want to be happy. It's that fairy tale ending. But that's the thing. It's a fairy tale. It doesn't exist. It's yeah. not real. Problems are going to arise. You're going to have to deal with certain financial things. Some of y'all, unfortunately, are going to have to deal with uh, infidelity. Some of y'all are going to have to deal with you and your spouse's families being like, you know, it's a lot that encompasses it. But I do kind of feel like happiness is literally just a benefit of a good marriage. It's not the marriage purposes to be happy. Yeah. Okay. But I feel like even, yeah, with the whole concept of happiness. You have your moments on which it is where you are happy, and then you have moments where you're not, you know, and that's okay. All of that is part of life. Um, But I feel like you shouldn't have it where you make that your spouse's responsibility because then I feel like it's another thing that's on the person's plate. If you're already doing what you're supposed to do as a spouse, Mm -hmm. it, like you said, it's a benefit. The benefit will already flow to your spouse and make that person happy. It's like I 
I'm eager to get home. Yeah. You know, to, to see it because it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Versus some people who are happier being at work and when, yes. and when it's time to punch out, they're dreading they to drive home. <laughs> right. They don't want to go home. They're talking to you. <laughs> and and like, the time, please. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, no. And that's the thing. And that's what I meant when I was like, you will see the fruits of a marriage mm-hmm. show up in your job. Yes. Yeah. Because some I've seen so many oh people my gosh, yes. committed yeah. to the job mm-hmm. so much more. And I'm like, if you're always here, yeah. what's going on at home? Yeah. Yes. And I have no problem with nobody that that's committed to a job. You know, you do you and stuff, but make sure it's not the overarching thing in right. your life. That's right. not where you're going to find mm-hmm. it. Your marriage either. And just like how you were saying, it's not my responsibility to make you happy 24-7. Yeah. It's not. Happiness, I believe, will come from, once again, when y'all are in unison, when y'all are praying together, and y'all are both seeking God wholeheartedly enough to where y'all can be on the same page. Because right. God could tell both of y'all, like, hey, this problem about to rise. Mm-hmm. And y'all like, boom, babe, we know how to move. Period. Right. Because I'm, I'm sure, you know, everyone has certain voids that you need filling in, you know. And if you're saying that God is your source, he will be the one to know the exact way to fill you up and what you need versus you going to your spouse who has to guess it, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, and that in itself can cause some type of conflict within your relationship because it's like, okay, I'm trying to make this person happy, but and everything I do, it doesn't make them happy. I don't yeah. understand what I'm supposed to do, you know. And then that person gets frustrated. Then, you know, and it's so you, that you focus on the trying to make them happy instead of like authentic, right? Like, right, being happy. Yeah, and then you're not happy because exactly. right. you <laughs> try too hard. You have some of those people who would just constantly buy stuff yeah. all the time for the person. The person's never happy, and yeah. it's like, no, I don't want the gifts. I, I don't even know what's wrong with me. That's you know? where I guess the love languages would come in. Yes, but, you know, I even stop. Um, calling them love languages because I'm like, you know, that's just, I, it's just the way that, that your spouse receives, mm-hmm. um, you showing that you're truly committed to them. But right. yeah, that's where them love languages comes in. Yeah. Um, but I do have a question for you. Um, being that, you know, you are single and stuff and you are seeking to get married and stuff. Cause that's like the ultimate goal. Do you think that it's, um, what is the state of, of young people's because you mentioned mindset what is the state of people's mind young people's mindset towards marriage mm-hmm. that you think i i think to be honest i think a lot of people it's mixed you know i feel like some people they want it in order to kind of like end the questioning and the mm. the okay i feel like this this is the one thing that's missing stuff right. like that right. And so sometimes, like, that's where settling comes in, rushing into things they're not ready for. Right. And then I also think that there's other people who want it so bad that they just make it happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then, like, those who, they haven't seen a good example of it. And they feel like, you know, it's one of those things, what's the point? That was an olden time thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I can have sex with whoever I want. I can have Mm -hmm. kids with whoever I want. I have money to cover certain things. I have more money than probably like oh my parents or whatever growing up or I have more opportunities given to me in life that other people way older than me haven't had so they think they think they know what it what makes it up Mm -hmm. and they think that they can have access to everything without them ever being tied to one person it's crazy when you were listening to those things that uh, sex happened to be the first one that you mentioned I think a lot of people forget how much people are lusting after the flesh and how how bad it seems in our society to just continuously label one person yeah like Mm -hmm. and I think that that's that's almost abnormal it's it's a taboo in American society now to kind of the thing that's supposed to be normal isn't normalized anymore yeah Yeah. so and also too do you 
you feel like um, because what I was gonna also say to what you say, young people, especially younger males, mindset towards the whole marriage thing is intimidation. Yeah. Not even intimidation from another male, but intimidation from females, yeah. females who have a higher degree, That's who happen true. to earn more than you, yeah. who you deem that is better than you. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't go into it with that, but that's also yeah. an identity issue in young men who aren't getting their identities from their fathers. Right. And I used to think that. I guess I, I guess I was like, okay, I guess this is a compliment because that's how it'll be phrased with the whole, oh, you're too good for me and this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking about it like, no, that's just like a cop-out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's just a way of saying that you don't want to accept responsibility. And instead of doing what you got to do to make yourself secured in it, you just want to be like, oh, no, 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 let me just not touch right. you. Or instead of saying, like, you know, you're too good for me because even I, at times, used to tell George man, I feel like you're too good for her. But then I would go back and tell her, like, this is what I mean. I don't know how to love you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's that's literally or like the whole your your wifey material. Right, yeah. I'm not ready for marriage. Yeah. So it's yeah. like. You good, but, but it's not like you know. And those are some of those. What do you call them? Those backhand comments. Yes. Where, yeah. where it's. It would seem like okay, yeah, I'm good, but then it's like, but wait, yeah. So I'm just that that good at saying stop what you're doing. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to sit back and wait for you, but no. But I do feel like there is a lot of issues facing the actual covenantal um, agreement of marriage, and one Mm -hmm. of them kind of is the male being immature to the situation. Yeah. Not saying the females are perfect. That's not what I'm saying at all. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm not pleading for any females. Just go either way. I'm yeah. not a feminist at all in no way, shape, or <laughs> form. I promise you or whatnot. But it is a thing because even like two days ago, I was just in the shower thinking, I'm like, God, why does it frustrate me so much to see men lacking in mm-hmm. the area of just initiation of anything, yeah, you know? that's huge. And it, it does bother me a lot. I'm like, why can't you just do it? You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's one of the things where I'm like, a lot of guys now have gotten comfortable with females being so yes. bold right. that it's like, y'all forget. Don't get me wrong. I've had females approach me too and stuff like that. But it's, I, I guess for me, it's just one of them things where, like I said, as a married person, I'm not going to talk so much on mm-hmm. singleness. I'm more or less talking to how guys are, you know? I guess it's more or less like if you know that you want something, just be upfront and honest with the person. Mm-hmm. All they're going to say is yes or no. Right. Instead yeah. of leading a person on, you yes. know? Right. And I don't know, I think a lot of people have taken that, like, back seat and stuff. Because I do feel like that is more common now, like, for guys to be like, oh, I'm used to this. I'm used to female doing this. I'm used to... And, you know, like, I I don't know. I'm just that type of person where I'm like, well, you know, I'm used to this, too. Like, I'm used to this functioning this way. And this is how I roll. Right. And this is what I receive. And but don't... A, but I feel like that, that could also be a key, especially if you enter into a marriage with someone. Right. If they're used to it and they're used to being served, do mm-hmm. they even know how to serve you? Right, right, right. That's and that's true. important in a marriage. True. What goes on in a marriage is absolute, unequivocally serving each other. Yes. You have to be able to serve each other. Mm-hmm. There are times when it's like, I remember for like probably two weeks, Jordan was talking about she would give me a bad massage. Oh, she ain't never my did God. <laughs> But I was like, you know, I, I bought it to her and stuff like that, but you know, it never happened. I got happened. you tonight. I got you. I got but you. then it was like, you know, she was like one day telling me like, oh man, my feet hurt. So I was going to be petty. I'm like, well, you ain't giving me no bad <laughs> massage. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, but see, you can't yeah. do that because it's a level of serving. Yes. And it's, I always hear people who always be like, oh, I'm going to outserve, you know, mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. No, 